When do I start? Where am I going? Nathaniel, where are we going? It's been a while. I forgot how. Okay. All right, this is my comeback. I said that before, but it actually is this time. I don't know how many times I joked about having to have a comeback for my podcast about the comeback, but it was also new to me anyway. And as soon as I really got this rolling, um, the virus was hitting and I wasn't equipped to do it at home or on my own. And much like Val, you know, I need my crew. Shouldn't have to fiddle with mics and computers. You know, there's other people for that. So that's why I've got Nathan here. You know, we're distance. I'm safe. I don't know about him, but then a boxer. I mean, he's always really been distanced from Don't like him too close. Uh, no guests in the studio. I know you can do the Skype, but that's just, it's too confusing for me. And we don't always need a guest going on and on and on, you know, because I'm it, right? And I'm enough, <laughs> as Valerie learns in tonight's episode. So today was the plan anyway, but how fun that the news of the reunion popped up so soon after. I'm pretty sure they caught wind of me starting back up again. So they were like, all right, let's do a show for Dev. <laughs> but before I jump into highlights from that, I want to say during this period, I've still really enjoyed posting on the page and interacting with the fans and the heartfelt messages from all over the world. I know that sounds crazy, but it's really cool. Like someone from Berlin wrote me and I don't know how frequently I'll be able to keep this up, but I'm happy to at least do tonight's episode. So yeah, Stars in the House hosted the reunion. They've been doing it for lots of shows and raising money for the Actors Fund, which is wonderful. So they had Lisa Kudrow, of course, Damian Young, who plays Mark, Lance Barber, who plays Val's nemesis, Polly G, Lars Silverman, who plays Jane, Michael Patrick King, who is the writer and creator, and lastly, Dan Bukatinsky, who is a producer on season two at least, and also played Billy, her publicist. Now, he made my day on Monday because he tagged me in his post about the reunion, and I felt so cool. And then uh, Andy Cohen commented, so then I commented, and then it was a thing, and I couldn't help but think about when Valerie was talking about Andy Cohen herself, and she's like, you know, we've been communicating. And I posted that GIF on my story, and then Andy shared it himself. So it was very cool to be on Andy Cohen's story for 24 hours. But, um, yeah, in general, I mean, I'm going to go over the reunion. It was, you know, they were talking about how pitching the show to HBO was very difficult. As you guys know, it's a hard show to explain to someone. But I think what sold them was that they just realized that Valerie was, like, a being. It wasn't just Lisa Kudrow acting. Like, I mean, we can all attest to this. Like, you you feel like Val is real. It's so, it's so weird. She's, like, more real than Lisa herself in some ways. But, um, yeah, I did. Notice that Michael Patrick King said the Palm Springs episode was number six. And it's actually number eight, I think. So, tis tis. Uh, Lisa said something just in general about Valerie's essence. And um, she said it's, you know, just to endure and keep going and succeed. And I think that was just beautiful and amazing and true. And we can all definitely, you know, use that in our own lives. One great question a fan had or the host had was regarding if uh, Lance and Lisa stayed away from each other on set, you know, to keep things natural as, you know, enemies. Um, I don't think it was the plan, they said, but it kind of happened by default. Lance Barber, again, who plays Polly, he said he was kind of typecast after the show because people just saw him as a villain. And he said one of his fans said that they would wake up in a cold sweat because they had a nightmare that Polly G was standing in their bedroom. And I can understand why that would be super scary. But, um... 
So then Dan was repping me again because he started listing names of people who had made donations, and I was the first one he said. It was so cool. Devin from California. And, you know, rightfully so. I should be first. He knew. <laughs> Moving on. The question, the next question was about uh, what season two would have been like had they got picked up for an actual second season back then and not in 2014. And he said that Gigi actually would have played a big role. She would have kind of became a monster herself as the head writer for the show. So I thought that was kind of interesting. And um, Bane Gibby is so sweet. I've interacted with her a little bit, and I'm hoping to have her as a guest when it's safe enough. Uh, another thing they talked about was how we all know the iconic, I don't want to see that line, and I guess there was an alternative. They were just thinking of like really cheesy sitcom lines, and it might have been get a room, which I think is funny because I could see how, uh, how Valerie would be rehearsing that. Like, get a room. Get a room. Get a, you know, all that kind of stuff, how she does with, um, with the other line. And then um, they were talking about how the camera itself was like an important character in the show, which I agree with. You know, it's the little moments that we catch. And Damien was saying that he compares it to how Birdman is in, you know, 1917, these films that seem like they're just one long take. So what he was really saying is that the comeback is Oscar worthy and that they copied. So, yeah. Also, I liked how they said they never wanted to make it seem like they were telling the audience how to feel, which I really agree with and appreciate. Like, I feel like every viewer would vary on perhaps what moment they realized they cared for Valerie, if that makes sense, whether it's earlier or, or later in the season. Like, nothing's really on the nose. I think the next topic they talked about, well, just one of the questions was, what if there's a season three, what would it be about? And there was one notion about Valerie being on Broadway, which I think would be great if that, you know, can happen again soon. But also that they would come across an On It script, which was Valerie's early 90s sitcom, mildly successful sitcom that, you know, was her claim to fame. And they were talking about how it would be, you know, racist and homophobic. You know, now they often go back to old shows and realize that some of the jokes were really not okay. And... I mean, I think that would be funny and timely, and I definitely think Valerie would be like, well, I always knew it was inappropriate, you know, but, you know, don't lose my job, have to do the job, <laughs> something like that. But, um, yeah, it was, it was awesome, and at the end credits, they played I Will Survive, so wink, wink, that was really cool. I think I had the opportunity to, like, ask a question, but I was mad at myself because I couldn't think of anything, and then I was just saying, well, you know everything about the comeback. But what I should have done is asked for Sharla's contact info because I would have loved to talk to her. Sharla Fadul from Amazing Race, who's a guest star in um, episode five. I did. I found her on Facebook and I sent her a message and I don't think she got it. But at least at least I did attempt. I think we can now go into the recap for episode five, which is Valerie Demands Dignity. Um, this episode's always interesting to me because it's such a one-off. I, you know, there's no really room and board cast members. It's just kind of Valerie on a little excursion. Sometimes I feel like it could be my least favorite of the season, if that's even possible. But at the same time, I think it's it's very unique. And it's kind of before things start to get a little more crazy for her. So we open in Val's bedroom. And we just hear her complaining to Esperanza a bit. And then realize that Jane's already filming. And Esperanza is digging through the drawers, and there's this old porn tape on the bed called Ladies Love and Ladies. 
Valerie's obviously aware, but she's trying to change the subject. And then um, she asked Jane if she got the video on on the footage. And uh, she's just going, oh, we're going to do some shopping on Montana Avenue today. She says it should be fun for middle America to see. Um, but yeah, so again, she can't ignore the elephant in the room. And she's like, busted, we're human. You know, sometimes Mark likes that kind of tape. <laughs> but not often, not often. <laughs> <laughs> just has the one tape and it's really old you can see it's all worn and I think it's so cute because it Esperanza is trying to like you know defend her and hop in and she's like the box is all worn <laughs> uh, Jane says you don't have to worry about it because you know in order to have a successful reality show you have to shoot a lot of footage and Valerie's like that's not what this show's about this is about a woman's journey and her heartfelt return to herself and it has dignity and you know, she really means this, and knowing what happens in this episode, I don't know, it's, it's sad because she does want her show to be unique and, and not about all the, you know, the sex and stunts, as, as she says, but obviously it's inevitable that she's going to succumb to that, as we find out later on in the season. But Jane says she can flag that scene so there's nothing to worry about, and then I think that's kind of the start of... Valerie just saying, okay, let's flag it. Let's flag it for everything that she doesn't really want to come across to the audience. And, um, yeah, she says, it's not about ladies loving ladies. It's about this lady loving this lady, which I love. So then we're finally out on Montava Avenue, and she's walking, and her mic pack is hanging behind her. And I love this quote. She says, they could put a man on the moon, but they can't make a mic pack that doesn't make me look like I'm passing Linguini. <laughs> Sorry, I'm cracking up myself. So she's in pretty good spirits. And then, boom, she sees this Entertainment Weekly magazine that says, is reality TV dying? And um, she's trying to be subtle, and she makes Mickey um, be sneaky and, and go and go buy it for her. So now she's re- at the linen store. She's returning linens. And I think this actress we see went on to do Glee in the movie Red Eye, which I love. Her name is Jama Mays. And she's just, like, so quiet and not engaging, like the last thing that this scene needs, <laughs> Valerie's like, have you been? <laughs> and I think she asked her, did you ever get that apartment in Venice? And she's like, that, that's not me. It was Karen, this past coworker. And she's like, oh, where do you live? And I think she says Echo Park. And it's funny, because you can tell Valerie probably never been to Echo Park. But I think she does know where it is, off the 101 or whatever. So I thought that was kind of cool. But um, personally, and I think for everyone, this scene is just so brutal, because she's realizing how boring and mundane her everyday life is and I, I've always I've always loved just this little moment she's like picking through the sheets and she's like oh, Egyptian cotton you know, like just like browsing um, and then the iconic gif that I love is just the wow this is boring I always send that to people and um, she's like just stop just stop you know what's gonna happen sales girl burst in the flames and uh, Jane can tell something's wrong and Valerie's really shook up and I think doesn't help that nothing's happening, but also the magazine. And Mickey says, I think someone could use a nice iced latte. And they take a break, and they talk at Starbucks. And she's on edge because she's saying, she's realizing that it's all sex and stunts. And it's, I think the quote is, reality TV has a coliseum mentality. And she goes, I don't do coliseum, Mickey. I don't do it. And what he says, he's like, you have something those other shows don't have. Valerie Cherish. And you're enough. You have always been and always will be enough. And I think that's just so sweet. And she's like, you're right. You're right, of course. So um, the next scene I can't even handle. So Valerie walks into the bedroom in new lingerie, and she kisses Mark and kind of leading him on, and she's like, you watch your show. And she just wants, like, this little sexy PG moment to give, you know, something exciting. 
And Mark wants to go all the way, and he's pissed and, you know, realizes she's acting. It's, it's cute. And he says, I'm tired of doing it in the bathroom, Val. And then they get to arguing, and he says, you know, you hit all my porno tapes. And she's like, tape. <laughs> Just one tape. She's like, but that's not who we are. You know, we're, 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 we're fine. And every time we're together, it's like the first time and blah, blah, blah. And, and then she just gives up and she looks at the camera and she's like, Jane, Jane, just flag it, flag this. So um, after that, we're back in the studio and they're getting ready to just do one of her little interviews. And Sharla comes in and she's so called off guard. Um, you know, Sharla is the little person who was very famous from Amazing Race. Mickey's a big fan, but Valerie's just kind of, you know, uncomfortable and uh, doesn't like the idea. And, you know, she's like, much success to you. <laughs> but Jane has plans of her own. Jane's being kind of sneaky in this situation. Uh, you know, Charlotte's going on about how she wants to show that little people can do anything a regular person can do. And Valerie says, I can relate. That's why I did that Hallmark movie about the woman with all the headaches. <laughs> like, doesn't even make, not the same but, um, but yeah, so the idea is to cross-promote the show and have Sharla be Valerie's assistant. And she just doesn't want to have the comeback connecting with, you know, a show that's more on the stuntsy side. And, and Jane says, all right, you know, let me call and tell Jason Silver no. And that kind of makes Valerie perk up and say, wait, that was his idea. And, um, and she decides, okay, she'll go along with it because she starts to worry that, you know, without you know, Charlotte's assistance, this show might not do as well. And she leans into Jane. She goes, Jane was at the linen store, which I think is really funny. So then we're at the laundromat and, um, the ladies, the Chinese ladies that are working there, um, they don't really understand what Valerie's saying when he's complaining about missing one of her items. And, and Charlotte ends up being able to speak their language and it's very successful. And she goes and gets the, um, the wardrobe down and, that's kind of cool. But I also think there's just a little bit of Valerie being like, okay, like this is becoming more about her than about me. And at the same time, we see her in her personal video diary. And she says, you know, some people see Charlotte at a dry cleaner and think, how is she going to reach that? Some people see Valerie Cherish's dreams and think, how is she going to reach that? And then we cut to the car and Charlotte's driving and they're um, going to their meeting with Mary Murphy. And the car breaks down and is out of gas and Valerie panics and Charlotte's explaining that they can't get involved. You know, that's how it is with reality shows. They have to keep it real. And Valerie's like, I'm not a big fan of reality shows, which is the funniest thing ever. That's like the whole theme of this show that she can't accept that she herself is on one. And she's like, this isn't a game. This is my life. So, um, Charlotte says, let's walk. We're near the exit. And I, I couldn't help but think that Valerie really needed an Uber in this situation. Everything would have been fine. The show's not that dated, but having to call a cab, certainly is. Um, I was actually near the Lincoln off-ramp yesterday. That's where she is. So Charlotte's trying to cross the freeway, and that's when Valerie just had it. She's like, she's insane, and she's pissed, and she said that this is poor planning. And Charlotte says, I think this is pretty good planning. And I think that's when realize, Val realizes that it was all staged, because Charlotte's like, you're welcome. So it's, it's, it's this really interesting moment, because it kind of makes you just think about reality TV in general. Because like, at some point, I don't think we were all on the same page, like just knowing that it was not real. I mean, I think, I think about the Hills, like I wasn't a big fan of that show, but I remember how cool the finale was. Cause I don't know. Didn't, I think they like, they started to pull back and you realize that it's all a set and all this other stuff. I don't know. It was kind of like a, you know, again, like a little nod to the audience, but, but yeah, you know, I, 
you know, Valerie, Valerie's pissed and she doesn't want to, she says, no one manipulates my show. And she sees a bus coming and it's a beach bus. So she runs and she falls and she's telling him to stop for her and her knees are bloody and it's, it's a mess. She, she finally gets to dinner, lunch. I think it's at Ivy at the shore. It looked like it at least. And um, she tells Mary she doesn't deserve a hug. And Mary says, at least you got some footage for your show, which again, like, you know, making her realize that this is this is going to be good entertainment. She's like, no, we're going to buck the trend. That's not what I want to do. And she says, what the world needs now is dignity, sweet dignity. And, you know, that's what her show is going to be about. And Mary says, can I quote you on that? And uh, Valerie's face is just brilliant. She's so happy. And I think she feels like the day's troubles were maybe worth it. But, um, you know, for those of us who, wa- who have watched, you know, she'll only keep fighting, you know, for her dignity and the inevitable that is coming her way. But um, I think I hit pause during this, and it was like the best shot ever. I'm going to post it. She looks so good. But, yeah, so finally we don't have a fun ending song. We just hear Mark and Val hooking up in the bathroom, and I don't want to hear that. (laughs) So I I think I usually turn that part off early because I have to keep Val pure. But, but yeah, then we hear something bang, and it's a big old mess. But, um, But, yeah, so that pretty much wraps up episode five. I think on the next episode is when um, Valerie takes cookies to the writers late at night and and she walks in and realizes they're all making fun of her and it's super awkward, but it's um it's also interesting as well. But um Oh oh uh wait wait uh, Steph, this is for you. Uh tonight's episode was sponsored by the Catonsville Crab Company. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're ever in Catonsville, Maryland, or the Eastern Shore, they can they can satisfy your seafood needs. So I forgot that. And then, I don't know how you guys let me go this whole time without bringing up what Valerie would have been doing during quarantine. And maybe that's because that's the only thing we've been talking about for these few months. So I'm going to have to ask you, you guys your opinion and, and see. I think they talked about it on the reunion, but I can't quite remember. But all I could think about there's been this little argument on whether a face shield suffices instead of a mask. You know, you're supposed to use one or the other or both. And I can, I can just see Valerie being like, well, you know, I'm just going to do the face shield because, you know, the fans see my face. You know, with the mask, they just won't know or something like that. Because it's funny. I actually was at a place that said the face shield is fine without a mask because the germs just hit the shield, but they can go down or I don't know. But I can, I can definitely see. I don't even know. I kept asking if she had someone come and do her hair or do a house call or what. But, yeah, maybe we'll touch on that on the next episode. But, yeah, please, guys, send me a message. Be honest. Let me know. Was, was this fine without a guest? Or should I just, you know, wait until I can have people in the studio? I don't know. But, all right. Okay. Till next time. Bye. <laughs>